podcast, everybody. My name is Joe Ogden, and I am taking over the podcast duties at Freedom Physical Therapy. Today, I'm here with Molly Rittberg, who's also a physical therapist for us, who you've probably heard on previous podcasts. Today, we're going to talk about just a little introduction to the new hosts who will be on the podcast more frequently now at Freedom moving forward. And we're going to talk about some of the upcoming events we have coming up at Freedom as well as some classes that we're offering this summer and some of the location of services that we have at Freedom. Well, thanks for being here, Joe. We're really excited that you are stepping in as our new host and that um, you're gonna bring some really cool knowledge to our our listeners. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm really excited to interview some interesting people. We have some interesting things lined up once we get this podcast rolling and getting used to the new equipment that we have. Um, Just interview people, talk to people from different backgrounds from all across the state and hopefully the country, from therapists to chiropractors to um, nutrition consultants to doctors, anybody that can offer health and fitness related information to some of our listeners, um, just to help them be a better well-rounded individual. Awesome. So Joe, why don't you tell us just a little bit, give everybody kind of just a little bit of background where, where you're from, how you got into PT, all of that. All that, all the fun stuff. <laughs> um, I'm originally from central Wisconsin. Um, and I have the cliche background in PT. I was hurt in high school, went through physical therapy, um, rehabilitated from nothing to being able to do things again. Um, Actually, my physical therapist is the reason that I got hired here because he's good friends with Scott and Mike, and Mike's the owner of our company. Um, I went to PT school at Carroll in Waukesha, and then my wife and I, or I should back up, I met my wife at college, and now we both live in New Berlin. Um, So pretty close to freedom. Um, And now I enjoy treating patients in Fox Point, as well as Brookfield right now, because we're super, super busy, which is good. We're getting a lot of patients in, um, so I'm in multiple places at once. What about you, Molly? So I have kind of a similar background. Um, I knew, you know, in the beginning that I, before I knew I wanted to be a PT, that I just wanted to be in a helping profession, um, and I decided that... Um, after kind of injuring myself, going through my own rehab, um, that this might be a track that I was interested in. So uh, fast forward 15 years, and (laughs) I'm excited to come to work almost every day. I would agree with that. (laughs) Freedom has a great work environment that I think any therapist um, would be super excited to come to work every day. We have a lot of fun together, I think. but at the same time, we, I think, all make sure that we're giving the best care to patients, which makes coming to work really enjoyable. Even though I have a newborn baby at home, even though waking up, coming to work is not always the easiest. Once I get here, it is very enjoyable. You're just sleeping a little less than you used to. Sleeping a little less, drinking a little more caffeine to stay up throughout the day. But that's okay. Hopefully that changes here so shortly. Also, tell tell the viewers kind of your your throwing specialist, you know, go, go a little bit into that. Cause I think that's something that is really unique and, um, not everybody has that. Yeah. It's something that's super fun. Um, kind of my background in college, I played college baseball. Um, my playing career was shortened because of injury. Um, 
And then once graduated PT school, I took a certification uh, course through Mike Reinhold, um, who was under Kevin Wilk, who's one of the top surgeons. Um, excuse me. Kevin Wilk is one of the top therapists um, who treats um, a lot of breakthrough research and um, treatments with overhead athletes. Took a certification through Mike, um, as well as my um, coaching background. I did coach baseball at Six Baseball Academy in Waukesha throughout college and then at Catholic Memorial for two years. Now with work, um, I haven't been coaching as much. Um, but what we can do is um, look at the mechanics of the, the thrower, whether it's pitching, throwing, catching, it doesn't matter the position. We can break down each segment of the throwing cycle to figure out what is actually causing the athlete pain and really try and fix them to maximize velocity, maximize efficiency, um, and really just improve overall performance. So it's been something that's been really helpful to make sure kids stay on the field. Is that for like kids of all ages or is that more just like towards high school when they're really starting to kind of um, mature and, and get, you know, stronger throws and stuff like that? Yeah, that's a good question. We use it a lot for, um, I, sh I should say I use it a lot for um, high school athletes as well as college athletes, but I do think it's really important to start at a younger age um, because I, when I see older kids, usually their mechanics have been something they've done for years and years to this point, and then that causes injury. I think it's harder to change something that's been going on for a longer period of time, just like I think you would agree with some patients that we see something they do for a longer period of time is a lot harder to change than something that just you're working from the ground up. Um, younger kids are a lot of fun too because they've never had instruction before. So once we break down um, the actual mechanics of doing something, it's really fun once they figure it out and that light bulb kind of clicks with their body and in their head to try and put it together without me um, always giving them cues. So um, really any age is really good for. What age do you think is like a good age where you start? I mean, beyond like the like the T-ball and that. I mean, when do you think those kids need to start at least thinking about form and, um, you know, practicing it exactly, you know, how it should be so that they don't develop poor habits? I think it's hard to give an actual age on that. I mean, a lot of it comes down to when kids hit puberty, and that's the hardest part because every, whether it, I don't think it matters between male and male and female. Everyone hits it at a different age. Um, I think as young kids, there's a lot of specialization going on in sports very early, um, and I don't think that's good or bad. It's just kind of something that is what it is. What's important with people that I see is the more of a well-rounded athlete you are the better you do. Um, and you're, it's easier to pick things up. So I think at a younger age, play as many sports as humanly possible just to try different things. In 12, 13, 14, 15, as you get older, once you kind of figure out how does your body move in the best sequence possible for whatever sport that is, then start specializing and figuring out what you really want to do. So would you say that like around that same age range that like if you're going to get into like, you know, if you're going to pick baseball or softball or like that's the time where you really like start to to need to not specialize, but, you know, uh, narrow down what sports you're playing. If you want to kind of continue and, and get to a higher level in in that sport. Yeah. Usually at that 13, 14 age range, give or take, um, 
kids are starting to separate themselves from one another to figure out, you know, who are who is the top of the age group. And then at 15, 16, it keeps developing more. And then 17, 18, once kids are junior, senior, you really start figuring out who's who and who's, you know, really good at whatever sport. Um, there are kids, though, that take jumps later on. And what I've seen in my experience is a lot of kids that hit puberty later, they develop later. And that's just um, something that you can't control. I think we do as a society, we jump to conclusions too quick on kids on what you're going to be good at at such an early age where I think we need to focus more on moving properly, strength training properly, and just developing overall skill and then figuring out later on what you're good at and go on that route. Can you um, explain to the listeners that maybe don't know as well, like what... um like the what maturity has to do with like the baseball and like being able to like have like a better throw or like being like developed enough to play the sport yeah um, maturity is super important and baseball is very unique in a sense of the variability from play to play is in my opinion the most unique out of all sports Baseball, I can't tell you what's going to happen from pitch to pitch or at bat to at bat. It's always different. And when kids are developing, our motor control is not as precise as it should be. So to be able to replicate motion over and over and over again, it gets really, really, really difficult. Um, I even think it's almost impossible at a certain age until you figure out as you mature, what your body can do and how powerful it can be. Um, You're seeing a lot of kids now too that are getting hurter at younger ages. As a society, and this is a good thing, we're becoming more developed from a scientific standpoint in how to maximize efficiency, where you're seeing some of these skeletal issues, such as Tommy John surgery, where your body's moving too fast for your ligaments and bones and muscles to truly handle, and we're not doing enough strength training to support that, and then kids are getting hurt. Um, Again, I don't think that's good or bad. It's just something that is something we have to develop as from a healthcare standpoint, from a coach standpoint to um, even a doctor standpoint to make sure that we're keeping kids as safe as possible because their ultimate goal is really to play, not to be in our clinic rehabilitating. So with like the kids that you're seeing um, that are younger and having some of like the the surgeries and stuff like that, is it, I mean, are they, because they're so young and potentially not even developmentally like mature, like their body, I mean, are they able to recover enough that like you're seeing that they're able to kind of have a normal career or is it, are you finding that like those, those kids that get injured young just end up not really able to achieve kind of where just because of the limitations from surgery and rehab and all of that. Yeah, I think I think we've turned the corner on that. I mean, I'm 26 and you, I hear people older than me all the time and you know from 40 to 50 that you know their career was cut short by injuries. I think ACLs are a great example of that where um, you hear a lot of older people talk about how they tore their ACL in high school and they're a really good athlete and that that ruined their playing career. Um, I think we've developed more from a recovery standpoint and rehabilitation standpoint to get people back. Um, a lot of times in my experience seeing kids um, that go through elbow or shoulder injuries, especially with overhead athletes, a lot of the rehab side of things they haven't been doing ever before. They just were really good at a sport. They showed up to practice every day. Even in the weight room, they really weren't doing anything specifically related to overhead health. And then they got hurt. 
Um, again, I don't think that's good or bad. It just kind of is what it is. And it's a great wake up call for these kids to start doing this rehab and actually taking care of their bodies the right way. Um, which to me, I feel very passionate about educating people about the importance of maintaining health, which is, I think what you and I both would agree, Molly, what we do on a daily basis Absolutely. Um, is educate people on how to take care of their body better, which is why now you're seeing an elbow for the most part, um, I don't have a study in front of me with exact numbers, but for the most part, what I see people that once they have Tommy John or some sort of elbow issue, once they rehab, they're throwing harder and they're feeling better than they have before. Um, I have one kid right now um, who's a pitcher at Illinois State who went through Tommy John and he was a late late developer as far as the motor control. Um, and now he's at Illinois State, he's throwing harder than he ever has and his arms never felt better. So that, uh, I think our science is really evolving, thankfully. Do you think too that um, like coaches and like teams and stuff um, are doing a better job on like the pre-injury, like making sure like training is more, um, is better in that helping to prevent injury like a, beforehand? Or do you think it's just they're learning to throw, you know, muscle mechanic wise better than 20 years ago. I think we're doing a lot better job of proper warmups um, and a lot of pre-throwing routines that most teams are putting together from a little league um, to high school to, to college. I think one thing that we still need to evolve on and, and have an open discussion with coaches from all backgrounds is the amount of volume these kids are playing. Um, in the summer, if you're playing baseball or whatever sport you choose to do, you're always probably doing something else. You're playing a couple games during the week. You might be playing traveling basketball. Um, you're always doing extra. And baseball is really tough in a sense of we put a lot of extra stress on our body. I see a lot of kids that play AU basketball and then come try and play a baseball tournament on the weekend. That's a lot of physical stress on the body. And I have seen guys get hurt that way where... Yes, their elbow or their shoulder hurts, but it's not because of the elbow or shoulder. It's because your legs are gassed out and you have no, no power left or stability. So I think as we develop more just about true load management for kids, just to make sure they're safe, they can still do whatever they want, just making sure that we do it in a safe manner. So I'm, I'm quite a few years older than you. And I mean, growing up, it was no one really, I mean, there was kids that were really good at a specific sport, but it was kind of just assumed like at your height or at your middle school, like you played, if they had the basketball team or the volleyball, like you kind of played everything. And it, it wasn't, um, this like, Oh, by, you know, eight years old, you need to decide if you're going to play soccer or if you're going to do tennis, because you have to be able to be at all of those, you know, sports, you know, gear guaranteed four days a week. Otherwise you don't get playing time and stuff like that. And, you know, I think in some ways, you know, neither way is better or worse, but I feel like in my era, you know, we just were more well-rounded athletes in that we weren't necessarily the best at any sport, but we didn't overtrain things because it was like you went from your middle school basketball team to your volleyball team to the you know track and I mean you were always doing something different and using different muscles whereas you know now I see kids that are playing soccer five days a week and then they have tennis you know for two hours on three days a week and it even though they're playing different sports and you're using different muscles it's intense yeah and that, that can be applied to anything um I think we there's this also notion 
that and it's it's important to work hard at whatever you do it's very very important um but these elite level athletes that set the example for the rest of us as activity fans, whether it's a sport or playing an instrument, whatever you want to apply this example to, some of these elite level athletes, quite honestly, are freaks to begin with. Their bodies can handle this mass amount of stress that they're handling, where most people can't do that. Um, I apply this to um, patients all the time. I actually, my whole life I've hated running, hated running, I've always sucked at it and I, I hate it. Um, now I've tried to run more and a lot of my training is strictly running as well as adding strength training in on days that I'm not running. And it's important to even just be a well-rounded individual with whatever activity you do. I see runners all the time that all they do is run and then they have pain with running. Well, it's not, it's not the running itself that's causing you issue, it's the other things that you're not doing to be a well-rounded individual. And I think we forget that on a lot of different things, that it's important to do, a, have a balance of different activities just to make sure that your body's healthy, your mind's healthy. And I know you like to run too, Molly, so you probably would agree. <laughs> no, and it is. I mean, you got to think about, I, I try and when I'm educating my patients about, you know, just either injury prevention or when we're rehabbing it's like you know whatever you do on one side you got to do on the other so you know if you're running and you're working a set of muscles you got to think about okay what are the muscles I'm not working and find an activity or a different sport that works those opposite muscles so that you're like even you know it's you you can see those guys in the gym that are just you know pumping in the front and they got nothing in the back. Well, they're going to be the ones that are in it for PT because they have low back pain because they're so off kilter, you know? So, I mean, it's definitely, um, a huge education is a huge component of it. And yes, we're the, you know, the, the muscle, you know, experts, but it, it comes down to like making sure that you're even, that you're like not overdoing it in any one area. And that's where I think we as physical therapists can really help people. And I think as a profession, we also need to do a better job of educating people about that. We are experts in movement. Um, And if you want to get really technical, we're doctors of movement. All our job is, is to maximize your functional movement. However, that needs to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell people all the time too, I can teach an athlete to be a baseball player or teach an athlete to be a football player, but I can't teach a baseball player to be an athlete. You can't go the opposite way. And I think that applies to everything. Our training should make sure that we are functional. Yep. And regardless of what function you want to apply that to, you could just be a walker and that's what you like to do, which is fine. Or be a, you just want to do yoga or bar class, whatever the example is, it all applies to the same thing. You should look at just moving well as a well-rounded individual. Yep. And I mean, so I, I do a lot of, um, um, more elderly patients. That's kind of my population that I see more of. And even in that realm, I mean, there's no age limit to moving well. The, the people that I see that are 90, 95 and are, you know, moving well are feeling well. So I feel like throughout the ages, it's, it's movement that makes you feel good. And even with people that have chronic pain and are kind of always in pain, as hard as it is to convince yourself to move, 
like the motion is lotion. I yeah. mean, you, your body needs circulation. It needs a new blood supply to make it feel better, to flush out the toxins, to move your blood through your body. Um, so I feel like, you know, movement for any age, um, is super important because even just getting out of bed. I mean, I we work on getting off the floor, getting out of bed. And to some people, that's a goal is I want to be able to get back out of bed without needing somebody to help me. Yeah. And I think it's important to know, too, that everyone's goals are different and that's OK. Um, and I think you would agree at this, too, Molly. I've seen you treat patients all the time. Finding that motivation that patients are looking for and their end goals, it's important to be mindful of those because that helps keep them moving. Mm-hmm. And they, every patient's different. Yep. And that's okay. Um, we have patients that, I had a, a patient last year that wanted to run a marathon and be one of the oldest people to run a marathon, which was <laughs> at 65, which was awesome. And then you have other patients who are just looking to get up and down at home by themselves without falling, which is perfectly fine. That's our job to help them. Yep. And I think, you know, one of the things that I think we as therapists and we as freedom therapists, um, is we really listen to like the patient and we, we try to modify your PT sessions to your goals. So, you know, even if you've had a total knee replacement, yes, we do have some just kind of regular goals. We have to get so much, so many degrees of knee flexion, you know, bending or being able to go up the stairs. There's certain things we want to target, but then we also want to know from our patient what they want because they're going to be more motivated to do their exercises outside of therapy, um, to get back to doing stuff. If it's what they want to do, we can make up goals. I can always make up goals for people. I love challenging my patients to do things that they don't think they can do, but I also want them to feel part of making decision making and goal making and you can see such a huge difference when someone is motivated if it's to get with their grandkids or to get back on the airplane and travel they they just work that much harder yeah and I tell I like to tell patients all the time that it's me and them working together to improve their condition whatever their goals are, whatever they deem to be their goal to work towards, that's perfectly fine. I, our goal is to assist. Um, and I tell people all the time too, if, if we work on things at home and you come back to me and say, these are really easy, this one's hard, or I don't like this one because it's too hard or too easy, that's fine. It, we're gonna keep adjusting just to make sure that you're heading in the positive direction. Whatever that needs to be, I'm perfectly fine with that. I love when patients come in and say, oh, this is easy. And I think, oh, I, the first thing I say is, oh, good. Now I can make it harder. And they think, oh God, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's the cool thing about our job is that you know every every movement is, is a dynamic movement. It, you can change it, you can make it harder, you can give resistance, you can take away resistance, you can make it uneven. I mean, the possibility are kind of endless Endless. when it comes to exercises. So, um, you know, there really isn't a movement or like a, that we, that we as therapists can't break down the movement and figure out how to get you better at. Right. And every day is different, which makes it really fun. Yep. And every, I mean, even seeing the same patient, you know, the time they come in, they might not feel great and they might not move as well. You might do different exercises. And then the next time they come in and they're feeling better and you can work different. I mean, every day is a different day. Yeah. There's no two days alike. Especially at freedom. (laughs) 
So Molly, tell us a little bit about your involvement with the Fox Point Foundation and some of the upcoming things we have going on at Freedom. So I, um, uh, probably about two years ago, um, I have been a Fox Point uh, resident my entire life, Um, had the opportunity to become part of the Fox Point Foundation board. Um, And so I've been on that for a couple of years. And the Fox Point Foundation um, basically puts on wonderful events. It sponsors different um, organizations um, throughout the community. And so um, last year they put on um, a bonfire with a outdoor movie. They do the 4th of July parade. Um, They do our summer concert series. They do a lot of great things. They help hide trees for some of the different parks or park benches. Um, They support the farmer's market and the garden club. Um, And so it's just a really nice way. It's a completely volunteer board. Um, We meet throughout the year and then we just put on fabulous events that uh, benefit the residents in the area. Um, so it's a really great group of people. And um, actually coming up this summer, we're putting on our first Freedom 5K, which is benefiting um, the Fox Point Foundation. Um, we are just bringing awareness to the residents of Fox Point um, of better health and wellness. And um, we'll be doing a 5K that actually starts and ends at Freedom. And we'll be utilizing Santa Monica <laughs> as, our, as our running slash walking route. So um, we're, we're really excited about it. We are too. I think it should be an easy route for people to come in. Fox Point's an easy location to get to and hopefully we get a big turnout. Yep. And so it's flat. It's just, you know, a mile and a half basically in one direction and a mile and a half back. And, um, you know, I see living in Fox Point, I see everybody out, especially when the weather gets nicer, walking their dogs and running. And um, so I'm hoping that the, the residents of the area will come out and join in the in the fun where if people are interested where can they sign up for it so we on our website it's www.freedompt.com backslash freedom 5k um, and that has all of the information to register and then just information about the event we're going to have some great um, raffle prizes we're going to have um, hyperx or hyper ice the um, hypervolt um vibration tools that we're going to be raffling off as well as um stands footwear is going to be auctioning or uh, raffling off um two pairs of shoes so um we're really excited um for this event it's the first time we've ever done it um but we're really passionate about wellness and fitness and health and so we're hoping that this activity will just help raise awareness for it. I think it's going to be a great opportunity. We're really hoping that it turns out to be a good event, cross our fingers for good weather that day and good community turnout to hopefully keep doing this in the future too. Yep, absolutely. Molly, are there, are there any other events that Freedom is doing there in are. the near future? So the, the other event that we have scheduled for this year is our annual Ladies Night Out. And that is being hosted on May 1st here at the Fox Point Clinic. Um, we have three awesome um, presenters this year. Um, one of them 
is um, her name is Amanda Zagradnik and she is from Integrative Health and Wellness and she is going to be um, she's a nutritionist who is going to be talking about the benefits of food in improving your health um, hormone changes gut health inflammation all things that um, everybody can really benefit from. We also have um, Joanne Lay from Stretch Zone. That is a newer place in um, the Bayshore Town Center. And they are coming um, to kind of uh, help people get an efficient, quick stretch to help your flexibility um, when you don't have a lot of time. Um, So that we're really excited about as well, especially because they're fairly new to the Bayshore area, which isn't too far from our clinic. And then the third presenter we have is our own Nina Olson, who is a women's health um, pelvic floor extraordinaire. Um, And she is going to be talking about uh, urinary incontinence and that it's actually so much, it's more common and it it, it happens in more people than even asthma or diabetes does. Um, It's something that's just very hush hush. People do not like to talk about it, Um, but it's a really important topic just because it's something that is actually correctable. Um, You don't have to live with incontinence. Um, A lot of people even the media make it look fashionable um, as you get older, men and women, that it's just normal to have incontinence. And Nina does a fabulous job along with all of our other women's health and pelvic health specialists at our clinics um, to help treat it. It's a muscle like everything else. Um, And with work, it actually... um, can be resolved and you you don't have to leak. So those are three of our really great um, presenters this year. Um, we always have some snacks and some drinks to go along with it. Um, this is a free event. We love to provide education to our community. Um, so registration is required um, and that can be found on, the, on our website at freedompt.com. But um, it's a super fun event. We do it once a year. um, And it's really great to kind of get women of all ages um, together to talk about better health, better fitness. Um, A lot of times, unfortunately, women put their needs second to raising kids, to taking care of their parents, um, to taking care of the house or their family. So this just gives us a couple hours to really focus on making sure that um, we're taking good care of ourselves. That's another great event. I saw it last year. I was still treating at the time while the event was going on and Freedom does a great job of bringing very credible presenters and there's great conversation and just great education that goes on. And I'm a male, so I have nothing to do with ladies night out, but it was interesting to listen to some of the talkers last year. So I think this year should be another great event for anyone that's interested. Molly, thank you for coming on to the podcast. We have a lot more to talk about, but we'll have to come back another time. Um, that's that one up. We can edit that out now. Just keep going. I'll cut it. So I'm going to start something new on the podcast that we're going to finish with every interviewee that we bring on is I'm going to end things with one simple question. And this is going to develop some deeper conversation, but I think it's important to talk about with people. Molly, what motivates you to be a better physical therapist? Um, You know, I think 
knowing that I'm changing people's lives in the positive, I think that that keeps me going every day. You know, some days are more challenging than others, and some patients have more challenging um, diagnoses to deal with. Um, But I think knowing that even if, you know, once a week that I made someone's less painful or allowed them to go do something they wanted to do, um, it motivates me to keep going. That's awesome. I think a lot of physical therapists could agree with that too, that our days are so different day to day. And if we can just help one person, as we like to say here at Freedom, enjoy more freedom, then I think we've done our job. Absolutely. Thank you again, Molly. If anybody has any questions or would like to reach out to Freedom, please visit our website, www.freedompt.com. We also have locations that are in Fox Point, Brookfield, Grafton, and McGuanago. So if anybody's interested in coming in to receive treatment, please reach out on our website or give us a call. We'd love to get you on the schedule right away. Thanks for listening.